welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab, the fastest growing dental lab podcast in the world. My name is KJ Eichsted. I'll be your host, and I'm joined today by Jonah. Jonah is a 3D printing wizard in the dental lab world. It's very, very, very advancing rapidly. You know, the the advances in 3D printing from five years ago to where they are today to where they're expected to be in another five years are going to be fascinating. So we're excited to talk to Jonah about all that. Jonah, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Happy to have you on. And I know we've uh, been talking about this for a while and um, I'm excited that we can we can dive in. I know our listeners will be as well. So first question, man, um, 3D printing, I think. You know, there's, there's very skilled trades like like a dentist, for example, or even like a dental lab technician, for example. And then there's like even more like, you know, I would say like scarce trades. And I think one of those trades that is super involves a lot of skill, a lot of knowledge that's super early and very more much more scarce than almost everything out there is 3D printing. Um, and that's what makes it so fascinating. It's like, brand new it's been around for a little bit but it is really new so first question is um tell us about your background in 3d printing and how long you've been doing this for sure sure so i ended up going to school for uh, digital design that's pretty much when i was introduced to 3d printing i took a very strong interest in it right off the bat i um, began using programs that did the 3d modeling um in turn got to print the models that i made had a very strong interest in it in college. Uh, from there, I started doing some work on CNC machines. So I have a, you know, an, um, an extensive background in manufacturing. And with that, I, um, I always, you know, I, I wanted to just kind of keep moving forward in that space. And the 3D printing allowed me to take my, you know, um, interest in manufacturing and design and put it into, you know, the production industry. So coming here to New Art, you know, um, I've, it's always been something that's interested me and it's becoming very popular in the dental uh, world. So it's definitely something that I think we're going to see more of in the years to come, but that's pretty much my background intro. You know, I was introduced to it in college and yeah. I've had a very, a very strong interest in it ever since then. That was probably back in 2018 or so. So it's been a few years now and it's already come a very long way. Yeah. Just for in those few years. Did you uh, ever have like a 3D printer of your own? Because obviously we have these brand new ones at the lab we'll talk talk more about in a sec. But did you just yeah. like get one and start working on it as a hobby? Did the university have one? Or tell us about that for a sec. You know, I never got one of my own. <clears throat> um, I definitely wanted to. The university did have one and that's where I did a lot of my printing at. The funny thing is, is that the ones at the university and the ones here are so much nicer. And if I got one for myself, like I... I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't be nearly as nice as the ones I'm allowed to use, but I definitely am interested in getting one. And I feel like someday the prices of the machinery will eventually come down. And I'll probably get maybe a couple of them to do prints of my own on, but it's something I've thought about. I've just never really pulled the trigger on it. You know, that makes sense because uh, it's like one of those um, really expensive hobbies almost. It's like racing, you know, like racing is... A lot of people enjoy it, but if you want to actually be the racer, you got to pay for the tires, you got to pay for the car. It's like super expensive, the fuel, all that. 
um really interesting question maybe maybe you know the answer maybe you don't but like what are some of these printers going for uh if you know like the ones that we're using that, that you're working on maybe at, in the university or in the lab sure yeah so the resin printers which are the ones we utilize are typically more expensive yeah um then the ones that use the nozzle are a bit cheaper the ones that use the nozzle typically um print on a material that's called pla yeah resin printers are typically more expensive i would say they range uh, anywhere from twenty thousand to thirty thousand dollars or okay. more so it's like a car almost for a college pretty kid much even. Yeah, yeah pretty it's much tough for a college kid to get a car go also, to school yeah and sure. get a 3d printer <laughs> <laughs> it'd be pretty hard yeah and and you know the cheaper ones like i said you know you can get a printer for two three hundred dollars but you're not going to get nearly the nice quality that you get on these twenty thousand dollar resin printers so it'd be something to mess around with but i'm pretty serious about doing it so i would want a nice piece of machinery or equipment and i never you know had the like you said had the funds to put towards a really nice 3d printer to own so i'm grateful for the ones i'm allowed to use because it's always fun to do yeah you know it's super fascinating because it's almost like a barrier to entry for the skill in general right like if you you, if be, you, yeah. you can get like a 300 hundred dollar printer that's not really going to help you get very far you know you might have to sign up for tuition at a university to access theirs sure you might have to get a degree or something to work at a company to access theirs so that's really interesting to me it's almost like I don't know if I'm way off on this, but it's almost like if you're, if you can afford to go to like med school or not, you know, it's like a little bit of like a barrier to entry. If you want to, not everyone can really just do that. I mean, you you might be able to get the loans, but it's certainly a factor in pursuing that field. You know, the, the cheaper ones, you definitely can print on them, but you're not going to be getting the, like the amazing quality prints that we do here. And we need those quality, we need that uh, quality so high because our technicians use those prints to actually base the crowns on because those printers print on a 4K resolution. So it's a very high resolution printer and that's what makes it so expensive. You can definitely get a $200 printer, but you're not going to be doing the kind of work that we do here by any means. Yeah. So it'll be kind of just something to mess around with and have fun. And you could do some some knickknacks, you know, you can make like pen holders or something, but you couldn't be making like the stuff that we utilize like in the lab. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like something to fit a crown on. You need the high resolution resin. So. Well, that's also interesting. Um because I wonder how much of 3D printing is like exact scalable, same thing over and over again. And in the dental lab world, it's like you mentioned manufacturing in the beginning, like we are a manufacturer, but we're making like one of one items. So so that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, another question for you. Tell us about the current state of 3D printing as it pertains to the dental lab world. I know we're early. I know it's not our main bread and butter, but new art. And I think any quality dental lab should be ahead of the game. So when it, the technology and the programs do really hit that advanced state, you know, we can we can be some of the, the first to, to do that. Um, can you just tell us about the, the current state in the dental lab world? I think it's the big thing right now. Hmm. I think it's something that is ever growing and I think it's going to grow even more in the years to come. I think that, like, I think it's it's really the big thing right now. It, it just makes things so convenient to be able to send files, you know, via the internet and be able to print models. The convenience of it, uh, the time is getting faster. Print time is reducing greatly. You know, what used to be a four or five hour print can now be done in an hour and a half. Okay. So I think it's something that is ever evolving and I think it's going to take over a lot of what um, dental labs do as far as using manual technicians. I think that's going to be, you know, I think a lot of it's going to be done by 3D printers. 
I can totally see that too. It's it's I've never really thought that far ahead as it pertains to three D printing. But it's just interesting to have this conversation because I, I think you're right, honestly. The more I think about it. Another fun question that I didn't ask before, but real quick before we move on. Um you talked about how some of the printers we have here in the lab and some of that universities are about twenty to thirty grand. Mm-hmm. What's like your dream three D printer if you know it and like how much is that going for? You know, really, it's funny because the ones I work on here pretty much are, I've, you know, the really nice resin printers. I work on the Asigas, and those are some of the nicer end, highest end printers. So I'd say I'm already there, really. Okay. Yeah. I'm I mean, just wondering if, like, there's, like, this 20 to 30 grand tier, and there's, like, a $100,000 tier, like, a 500000 You know, I'm sure there is, but... There probably is, but I'm honestly not aware of it. Okay. You know, it's not something that I've, you know you know kind of narrowed my vision in on it probably does exist yeah for the fact that they're talking about 3d printing houses now and stuff like that it it, and not only is it dominating the dentistry it's dominating the manufacturing market so the fact that they're talking about manufacturing things on such a large scale i would definitely imagine that that would get near that price range you're talking about so i mean if you can 3d print a house that's like it's a crazy concept but that's something that could completely disrupt like so many industries you feel like the the value in a machine that can do that i mean first of all how big would it be second of all how much right. would, it, would it be worth that it's yeah it's going to be exciting it's going to be maybe a little frightful as we go forward or, or you know change is interesting right change is yeah, interesting but sure. before we get off topic uh tell us about an average day for you as our head of 3d printing in the dental lab okay so an average day it can be you come in yeah i come in it, Typically in the mornings, uh, the digital cases are a little bit slower. I don't usually get an influx of cases till um, maybe around 11 or in the middle of the day. And that's typically when the cases start coming in. Uh, so in the morning, I usually take off the stuff I printed the night before and get all that cured and uh, get everything cleaned up. And I do maintenance on the printers. You know, if a tray on the printer is not doing well, I'll replace that or I'll calibrate the printers if it seems like starting to have some issues um so i typically do that in the mornings and then usually around the middle of the day is when you know i'll get a lot of cases to print um and i'll start putting those on now that i'm utilizing three printers i used to have two Hmm. so it's a lot more maintenance um and work but that's fine because i enjoy doing it you know it's it's really my day just consists of putting jobs on taking them off taking care of the printers and then i'm also working for the implant department doing scanning as well so when i'm not doing the printing i'm helping them out so it's it's pretty it's a full day you know there's a lot to do yeah you know overnight i usually try to load up the pruners before i go that way you know a lot gets done when i'm not here because they'll keep printing once i leave Mm -hmm. so i can get a lot um of prints done overnight and then come in the next day and have a good work good amount of work done so that's nice yeah i know it's so interesting because like i don't know how many people know anything about this you know and uh yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's great to tell people about it, and I think it's something, like I said, it's really going to take off, and I feel like if people don't know about it, they probably will soon, because mm-hmm. it's really taking over, but it's so, really nice. So let me ask you this, um, taking off, taking over, future, how do you see it developing in the next five years? Like, let's talk five-year time horizon, because that's, like, taking us 2022, sometime late 2027. What's this going to look like? Are we talking just, like, the dental industry? Just or in the in dental general? lab, yeah. 
I think that, you know, a lot of things that have to be done by hand, I think that in five years, I think there will start to be ideas about how to do it on 3D printing or it'll already be being done already. You know, one thing I've been talked about is dentures. I do a lot of work for the removable department now. So right now I'm printing try-ins and they're trying to um, get to the point where they're printing total uh, 3D printed dentures because right now we're milling them. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll definitely happen within the next five years. And I think, you know, some more, um, I think some more advances in that department as well. I think it'll be a lot more like false teeth and removable kind of stuff. will probably, with the materials as they become more advanced and the materials that I print with become more, you know, um, adapt to the dental world. I think they'll start creating false teeth with them. I think that's going to be more of a thing mm-hmm. that's going to be more, you know, like more of a staple right now. It's kind of experimental, but I think that'll definitely develop more. What are some of the main materials you use? So right now, I mean, I print with all resin here. Yeah. So I print with, um, just basically for the models that the crown and bridge department use, I print with just, you know, UV cured resin when I do for the removable department and I um, print the try-ins, I have to use a non-toxic material that can actually be put in the patient's mouth. Absolutely, yeah. So, and then I also do some work. Um, it's So it's basically all resin material printing. I'll also do some surgical guides, which are made out of like a much, um, it's a much thinner material. It's not as viscous. And that is used to make, you know, it's much more clear. So it's just basically they're all resins, but each one of them has a certain color and it has a certain texture and they're used for different applications pretty much, but it's all resin printing. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, kind of right, right before we, we got on the podcast, I mentioned how this is going to be kind of like a, an introductory 3D printing in the dental lab landscape uh, podcast because, you know, it's growing so fast. We we intend on having more of these where we dive even deeper, get even, oh, you know, true. deeper into the subject. But last question, Jonah, what's one thing you think a dentist listening to this or, or even just, yeah, let's just, let's just say from a dentist perspective, what's one thing you think they should know uh, in the year 2022 about 3D printing in the dental lab? world one thing they should know i think that you know i think that (laughs) you probably know that a lot of the work that you know used to be done by hand is is now probably going to be done by the machines and i've heard you know there i've had some people say that the 3d prints aren't as accurate and things like that but i think that they should know that just have patience in it and i think over time that the prints will become more accurate. I think the machines will become more advanced. Mm-hmm. And I think they sure that, will. I think they'll they'll be seeing some, you know, if they're unhappy uh, with the inaccuracies that I think and over time those will get much more accurate. And if they are happy with the prints, I think that'll only continue to get better. So I think that they'll you know, I think that they'll continue to be delivered just quality products from the three D printing and I think it's a very valuable asset to the lab here. So it's we do a lot of work on them now. So. Yeah. So it's almost like just patience with it. It's like a it's yeah. growing and yeah. Um, it is. It looks to be a massive part of the future. I agree. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, man. Any final thoughts? No, I think you know we pretty much covered everything. I you know I like talking about what I do on a daily basis, and you know for those who aren't inter or you know who 
aren't familiar with 3D printing, I hope I was able to explain some things and cover some things. So it's great going over it with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, really th- appreciate you coming on, Jonah. And for everyone listening, if you're interested in coming and even just like seeing some of these 3D printers and seeing them in action and, and what Jonah means by calibrating these things and, and loading the trays and putting the stuff in the light box and all that good stuff, the files, we invite you to get in touch with us and come on in. We'll show you how it all works. It's uh, it's very interesting. It's very new. It's cool. Brand new machines. I uh, just want to thank everyone for listening to the show. If you wouldn't mind sharing it with another friend, that's the number one way you can help us grow. Text someone, throw it on your story. All those things are free. They take two seconds. And uh, it's just a little way that if, if you found some value in this, you can help help us right back. So thank you so much, Jonah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at life at newartdental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.